Welcome to the Art of the Dive. Game week 12 is done. Game week 13 coming up. But we've got an international break first. Jake had a great game week, so he's going to be in a wonderful little mood. Jake, how are you, buddy? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting how you're just like, you bring your joy to the game week now. You're all happy. And you were crabby on Sunday. You hadn't even looked at how you were doing. Yeah, um, work was a little bit crazy, so I didn't even really get a chance to do anything on Sunday FPL related, which was a downer, but it, well, all in all, it was a good week. Yeah, I will agree. Yeah, uh, it's frustrating for me because I had a pretty good week as well, but your week was even better, uh, and it makes me hate you. Oh, hate's a strong word. And it's the word I've chosen to use in this situation. Hmm. Okay, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Yeah, you should be. You should apologize again a second time. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way, and you should probably go see a therapist. Are you serious right now? You're going to drop the therapy card? I mean, I'm just saying, like, that doesn't seem like something you should be angry at with your pod co-host. I think it's 100% something. Have you listened to the last 76 episodes that we've produced? Uh, Here and there. That's the problem, the here and there. That's the issue with this entire relationship, Jake. I I don't see an issue. That's probably another reason you should go see a therapist. Wow. Okay. So that's what this podcast is going to be like today. Okay. This will be fun. This will be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I wanted to start in with a write-in from Native American Drake who says, very important podcast question. Why does everyone in the FPL community have to call themselves FPL followed by something random? Example, FPL sandwich. It's beginning to uh, to become like SoundCloud rappers calling themselves things like Lil Toenail. Do the FPL community and gangster SoundCloud rappers have more in common than we think? I'm going to have to say yes. I, I'm, I'm from the streets, you know, and so you too lived mm. on a street at one point in your life. And so... Uh, yeah, we're pretty gangster, I would say. Yeah, but I don't have the FPL in front of my name. Ah, you don't? Yeah, no, I don't. So, it's something I'm going to have to change. Probably a good move for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't... FPL, Jake's an idiot could be your name. (laughs) Uh, That would definitely erase my followers. Yeah, it would. Uh, I think... Patty asks a good question here for kind of some big picture stuff. You know, we're, we've got this international break again, Jake. So this weekend, uh, no FPL. Uh, and then next weekend, uh, we're back with game week 13. So Patty wrote in, does international break reset form? Form suggests momentum and that gets stunted in an international break. For example, uh, Puyasik had great form, but if he say has a bad game against Canada, which he will at the weekend, uh, because he's not playing for them. Does that mean his run of form is over? Uh, do we count it as a blank game week? I think it's a really good question. Um, I'd like to get your thoughts on it, Jake. Does does the international break affect a player's form? Do you look at their performances in international break going into that, that next game week? I know we talked a little bit about this uh, after game week four on uh, the international break there, but uh, you know the idea of form didn't necessarily come up. What do you think, Jake? Yeah, I think it's a lie to say that it doesn't make any sort of difference, but I don't really follow like their results because it's a completely different team, different formations, different strategies. So um, I feel like if you base how they did, that can screw you up even more. You know, I, I think that's how I feel about it. Yeah, we actually, um, I didn't even tell you this, but our international correspondent, Stephen Adams, wrote a short uh, article that we're going to post onto our website and onto Twitter about uh, what he calls a break in form. Um, and his kind of conclusion, there's a lot to the article, but I'll, I'll read the conclusion here. Uh, like so many aspects of Fantasy Premier League, it can be difficult to trust players who had great form after returning from an international break. However, By looking at these three players, he picks three examples in the article, it becomes clear that class and performance at the club level ultimately make the difference. Uh, And so he he talks a little bit about, um, you know, kind of this evidence or this this form that players go have going into the international break 
the amount of minutes and the way they play during the international break and then their results afterwards. Uh, players, He says, uh, players face different challenges on international duty than in the Premier League, like you just said, Jake. Uh, as such, it seems that Premier League form does not necessarily suffer from international breaks and in some cases helps players who are struggling with performance or playing time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the international break. Uh, I thought it was a nice little article. Uh, we'll post it up. Um, and so people should check it out and share it out for us. Um, it'll be uh, just something to read, right, during this time when there's maybe not as much content coming out. Yeah, yeah, that's, that will be a very good read. I'm interested in it. Yeah. Um, Keith wrote in uh, for another big picture question. A chicken or the egg existential question. Does This is a good one, too, I think. Does listening to FPL pods make a person better at FPL or do good FPL players listen to FPL pods? Pod league numbers are much better than public leagues. How much improvement comes from listening to pods? I think that's a really good question because obviously if you listen to our pod, you're a, a top player in the world, right? I mean, there's no argument about that, is, is there? Yeah, I don't think there's much to argue there. Yeah, certainly not. Um, but it is a good question, Jake. When did you first start listening to FPL podcasts? probably one year before doing our podcast and I, I do think it makes a difference but I think it's a little bit of both I mean obviously if you're taking the time to listen to the podcast even if it's in a on a drive into work or a drive somewhere else you know there's definitely information that's helpful on most podcasts that's why we do our podcast and it still is one of those things you need to decide what is useful and what is not. But I think the more you immerse yourself in the subject, the better you become. Yeah, I think that's the big part, right? It's just immersion into the subject and and maybe seeing some different points of view, I think is important too. It helps you develop your own strategy and the way you want to play the game. Uh, I think podcasts are a really, really good avenue for that. They give you an opportunity to... Um, you know, listen, listen to the game, hear things from the community, uh, hear some different strategies or approaches. And for me, I started listening to pods a few years back. Um, and that was really, I think the first time that I also got excited about FPL and really looking forward to it and, and playing it more seriously. I didn't realize before that, that there were so many people, uh, who, who cared about the game so much. And I think that, encouraged me i don't know if that's the right word but encouraged me to get more serious about the game and enjoy the game a lot more um and so yeah yeah i think it's definitely helpful um there is something to be said though jake for i i know people that listen to seven eight nine different podcasts a week i get it right if you have you know a big commute maybe but is there such thing as information overload uh in the fpl community jake yeah, I, I think we talked about it in the beginning of the season. I mentioned that if you gather enough information on a certain topic, you force yourself or you create this illusion that that is going to be true. So you have to be very careful about it. And I think the good news is if you listen to a lot of pods, they may not talk about the same subject. So maybe right. that won't happen. But if they do, or if you're searching things on a particular player after you listen to a pod and say you keep doing that, then yeah, you may force yourself into believing that a certain thing is going to happen when in all reality, you know, that's not the case. Uh, for the record, I, I don't listen to any more FPL podcasts. I don't know if you listen to a lot of other ones. I, I don't have time. Uh, I listen to ours basically for quality check, um, but but I don't have I don't have time to listen to a lot of other podcasts anymore. And so I've really cut that out. It's something I kind of miss uh, hearing some other points of view. But I think in terms of what I'm able to offer as a podcaster, it's better because I what's happening before I think is I was listening to other podcasts, then doing my own podcast, and I think sometimes. It wasn't always, I don't want to say it wasn't my own content, but sometimes when you're listening to other people, then you do tend to repeat some of those things. Yeah, that that's interesting. I would say that I've been listening to one or two every other week or so. It's definitely been harder. Um, but I, I do like the fact that it's more original content when you don't listen. I, I kind of like to listen after our podcast because I don't want it to change my point of view which sucks anyways. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference, but 
only the best pot FPL players listen to our pod. So, right. So basically, if you're listening to any other podcasts, you should cut them out and never listen to them again. Yeah. Done. Done. <laughs> Just kidding. There's a lot of other good podcasts out there. Uh, Jake, let's get into. Oh, oh, quickly, I did want to say. Um, you know, if you're somebody that wants to ever write in and share something with us, uh, please feel free to do so. There's a lot of listeners out there that I, you know, we, we have a lot of people, roughly a, a thousand plays per month or, or more sometimes, uh, you know, and, and we, as everyone probably can tell, we get write-ins from the same probably 50 people uh, from week to week. And there's some some people that, that week to week are on every single episode. And we love that we have that group. But if you're somebody that listens and <clears throat> wants to write in, um, you can email us at theartofthedive at gmail.com. Uh, on Twitter, you can direct message us or you can comment every week. I post normally the day before or the, the morning before we pod. Uh, that we're going to be doing a podcast, you can you can post your questions on there or on our Slack channel. Uh, we have a questions channel as well. So uh, we did get a write-in from uh, Shiva. Shiva wrote in, email, first time. Hello, Marco and Jake, been listening to you guys past year or so. Not sure why I waited so long to write, but better late than never. Hearing about Jake's olives addictions, I felt Marco is soon going to need to find a different co-host, so why not introduce myself? And then they used the crying emoji face. Which, not like crying, but like laugh crying, Jake. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, why crying? Well, because you're such a sad excuse for a co-host, but also because it's funny that you're such a sad excuse for a co-host. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, They continue, you guys are fun to listen, uh, and although it takes time to get used to your, in quotations, chemistry, I like that, you definitely complement each other well. Uh, I'm Indian, but living in Fort Worth, Texas, been playing the game for 13 years now, completely addicted to it, uh, especially since I moved to the U.S. Finding fellow U.S. fan base who also get up very early on weekends to watch the games is nice. Hopefully, I keep writing to you with questions, comments, and rants. Cheers. Uh, At Shiva FPL, another SoundCloud rapper name. Uh, Well, shout out back. Thank you, Shiva, for writing in. And uh, all I could think of, though, when I saw Shiva was from the league, Um, you know, the Shiva Bowl. Yeah. Uh, that's all I could think uh, the whole good. time. I so didn't even think about just, that. Now I will too. Yeah, I figured it was Shiva from the mm-hmm. Shiva Bowl. So, oh, yeah, anyone that wants to write in, we, we love it. Uh, so do so. Um, Jake, let's talk a little bit about our teams. Uh, Garf wrote in Has the Florida Air turned uh, Jake into some sort of FPL wizard with scores of 63, 74, 84 in the last three game weeks? Marco, how does this make you feel inside? Um, What's it called when the Japanese guys stab themselves in the stomach? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Sapuki. Sapuki? Yeah, something close yeah, to I that. I don't want to do that to myself, but that's the feeling I get in my stomach every time Jake is happy. Wow. I mean, I can be disappointed. I'll be disappointed. Yeah, let's get you back where you belong, Jake. Okay. Sad. Yeah. Okay. Uh. What uh? What do you want to talk about with your game week, Jake? I mean, share share how things went for you. Obviously, a huge game week for you. Did you finish on, is it 88 points? 84. 84. Okay, so yep. uh, the average was 48, so you had a hell of a game week. Um, game week rank, overall rank, how did players do for you? Uh, well, pretty solid throughout. Pope, you know, came through with the clean sheet, and then... Um, save point and two bonus, which was nice because they thrashed whatever team they played. That's terrible. West Ham. Um, and then Tamori also clean sheets, uh, full bones in the 2 0 win versus Crystal, which was nice. Chilwell got a clean. Um, Dinge and Trent, uh, my two most expensive defenders, one yet again, didn't do much. Um, it sounded, and again, I didn't get to watch this game because. Well, I can't remember if that game was Saturday or not, but I got to look at the highlights that Dinge sent a billion crosses into a Wobi who blew all the chances in, you know, typical Arsenal fashion. Um, Mane got a goal. Pulisic played very well. I enjoyed watching Chelsea beat up on Crystal Palace. Um, no bonus points, though, which was a big downer for me. I thought he looked really great. And on the eye test, I thought he at least deserved one bonus point. I don't know how that didn't happen. Um, I hate Christian Pulisic. I know you hate him. We'll talk about that more. 
Vardy, uh, the the captain, again, you know, going up against my team. Why not, right? I, I just think, like, you should captain the, the best scorer on the team that plays against Arsenal. Like, I, I don't know how you can't do that. I mean, maybe if it's away from home, be a little bit more hesitant. But Arsenal are just bad defensively. Yeah, they're uh, just dog shit all over the pitch. Yeah, like, I don't know how Emery's keeping his job, but whatever. Good for him. Um, we and went then, to, uh, I got to tell you this quick. quickly. Yeah. We went to a, uh, a soccer bar this weekend in the Chicago area to watch the city pool game. Mm-hmm. And um, our buddy who was with me, uh, we had both had a beer or two at 10 a.m. And uh, for some reason started yelling Emery out just during the match, just started screaming it. Uh, and the Arsenal happened to be an Arsenal fan right next to us that was very excited by that. He was yeah. like, yeah, Emery out, you know, like really jacked up. It was so funny. Um, then he tried to tell me how uh, how the team looked pretty good in the Carabao Cup last week oh, and i was nice. like and that's then what i like responded for. yeah i responded to him like yeah man and then you remember that it was the carabao cup right like what yeah. the fuck it's like being like yeah we haven't lost in europa yet that's right. good <laughs> since we're literally playing like i don't know i don't want to say anything bad Let, let's just move on and then uh ings and abraham both got goals for me abraham got the two bonus points which i think were stolen i guess it, it was did he score the first goal? That's probably why the first goal yeah, gets you so winner. many more. The game winner. Game winner. Um, so yeah, a good week overall. Uh, it's interesting because you know this kind of relates to the last comment by FPL Garf, but we have a guy in our our group who takes FPL like reasonably serious. Um, he is usually your main competition, and I typically have been asking him for thoughts this year. And the reason being is it goes back to the different opinions. And he plays on the extreme of things where he tends to get players in that are completely differentials, um, and that's the only players he goes for. And I was really struggling with, do I take a hit this week and consider to bring in Matto and Martial? And he actually finally talked me out of it. And that's about the, the main disappointment I had this week is that if I would have brought in Matto or Martial for Cantwell, that I would have even had a more spectacular game week. Hmm. God, you really fucked up, man. Rough I game did. week. I did. What, uh, what was your game week rank? Um, 32,000. Oh, man. That is oh, brutal. Brutal. Dude, I'm sorry that you're dealing with that. I mean, you've been trying so hard. It's not paying off, you know. Yeah, no, I, I have. Thank you for being supportive. Yeah, I freaking hate you. What's <laughs> uh, what's your overall rank then, Jake? Uh, just under 82,000. So, broke the 100K for the first time oh. this season, which is nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, congratulations. Um, my game week, uh, 68 points, which I'm quite happy with. I, th- I think it's a good performance game week rank of, uh, 605k, which again, quite anytime I think, you know, you're in that top million. I feel pretty good about that. Uh, Pope, Tamori and Chilwell all with returns through my midfield. Salah, the only person returning, uh, Jimenez, uh, with, with a, a goal and some bonus points and also, uh, Tammy Abraham, who I captained. I uh, had a nice little match. Um, so, yeah, I mean, green arrows across the board. I think it's the sixth game week in a row. I'm green. Um, overall rank now up to 670,000. So, you know, like slowly kind of getting back into it and, and getting the team sorted out. I mean, there's there's clearly some issues on the team that I need to sort. Um, you know, Mendy's one of them. Uh, the direction that I want to go with my midfield and back line is definitely one of them. How do I find a way to, to possibly get Vardy back into the team or into the team, excuse me. So there's a lot of things to deal with, um, but I do have two free transfers uh, over this international break. And so there's a, an off chance that I do like a mini wild card and take my second hit of the year uh, to try to kind of orchestrate a move uh, to make me feel a little bit better about things. So, yeah. Decent Can I just say, week. if you do take that hit and I do not take a hit this week, you will have taken more hits than me, which will probably be the first time in the history of us playing FPL that that is the case. Yeah, you, you've only taken one this year? Yep, only one so far. Yeah, that's good. Uh, the other team I did want to hit on is the Marco Doesn't Matter team. 
the Art of the Dive uh, podcast Slack team, our community team that we have, we vote on in the Slack channel. Uh, 84 points this week, Jake. Yeah, they uh, tied me. Yeah, really quality game week um, and, and really boosted the overall rank up to, to 313,000. Um, Pope, uh, Tamori with, with returns, and then Mato and Mane with returns, Abraham, Jimenez, and Vardy. Uh, all with returns. That front Sayonku, line. Yeah, yeah, that's a sexy, that's a sexy front line. Um, Sayonku, uh stuck on the bench with eight an eight point return, which is kind of a downer, um, but but so it goes. So yeah, yeah the team's doing that well. Again? This, Whatever. What's that? Who voted that again? I'm pretty sure I, I voted, voted for him to, to be started. Yeah, I voted to bench him because I'm trying to destroy the team. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so maybe people, um, yeah, maybe people didn't realize that. Uh, but that's that's what I'm voting for. Uh, because well, they, I they deserve hate, it after the team. the team name, so they deserve it. Yeah, that's what they deserve. Uh, 2.0 asked, uh, what squad value do you have at the moment? I think that's an interesting question, Jake. Where Do you know uh, what your squad value is? Mine is at um, 102.6, which is not not that much, but not, not terrible either. No, mine's 99.9, but I have... 4.7 million in the bank right now. Right. So that's your, yeah, I mean, so 104.6. Right. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. So you have almost an additional 2 million to play with over me. You know, part of that's right is because of the way you've played this year. You've yeah. been early transfers, right? Yeah. This is the first week that I've kind of held off for a while with the early transfer, but I'm considering making a move today and I'll, we'll talk about that more. Okay. Okay, can't wait to hear it. Can't wait. Um, league dive leaderboard. Uh, I'll pull that up. You get the the PSL Super League up. Yeah. Uh, in tenth, the Ryak reserves. Ninth, Sir John Lundstrom. In eighth, Climate Change FC. Down to seventh, I know nothing. Up to sixth, Lukewarm FC. Fifth, Chicken Caesar Sala. In fourth, Inferno FC. In third, Fifteen Salas. In second, uh, Tyrannians. Uh, with 74 points this game week. And in first, uh, staying up there, return of the snag, FPL Lewis, 63 points this game week, 769 points overall, and an overall rank of 1,001. Jake, PSL Super League. All right, uh, let's do top four. There's a tie for fourth again. I feel like this is happening frequently. Um Delirious, Emma, FPL, and Wildcard Marv um, are both tied with 699. I came in third this week um, with 705. And then second, who I thought I was going to pass until he had an exceptional Sunday, uh, Matt Frisky, the Coyote Kid. And then, well, I was going to be mad about this either way, but we we have a a new entry, and he goes from right to first. Uh, Loftus Cheeky Nando's Matthew Hall with uh, Uh, 717. Yeah, Matt's a uh, he's a new uh, Mm -hmm. Patreon subscriber, I think, as of last week, Uh, and so he jumped into the the PSL Super League, and he's in first, huh? Yeah, jumped into first. That's a good place to start. What an absolute, yeah, what a rat bastard. You know, like, having a great year, ready to join the Patreon and take first. See it, bitches. Well, I was going to be more frustrated about it, because on Saturday, I was going to be pat- passing uh, the Coyote Kid, and I was like, I'm not even going to be first this week, because there's a new member, which is good. Um, but but Matt got eight points from Sala, which pushed him a little bit ahead of me. Good job by him. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm actually, just so you know, with all the new Patreon members, I'm looking at a third Porsche, Jake. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, I've got the two right now from, you know, from the pod. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking it's time for number three. Yeah, I'm thinking Island Home. Oh, well, that's a good idea. Travel Which island location. would you go to? Uh, I'm, I'm going to keep it like somewhat close until we get a the few Island more. of Lost Boys? <laughs> no. I was considering like Maui, but you know that I'll keep that into consideration. Isn't the Island of Lost Boys from Peter Pan? Yes, it is. That's a weird, weird movie. Yeah, I've never really enjoyed that Disney movie. It's just strange. Why are there all these boys on the island? Why yeah, is there a pirate that's trying to attack them and take them? Yeah, I don't know. Like send send in your questions on that for sure. We can get to it. <laughs> 
Yeah, confusing. Uh, well, unfortunately, you didn't really have any mistakes, did you, this week? I mean, yeah. you, you thought about taking the hit. You didn't. Uh, but what – I mean, what, let's just talk about that move quickly, you know. Uh, what were you thinking about doing? What did you end up doing? You know, and obviously hindsight, what would you have done differently if you could make the move now? Well, yeah, I, I was – the three players that I was most interested in were Pulisic, um, Martial, and Maddo. All have been fine as of late, except Martial, who's, you know, this is his second game back from injury, but he did get an assist his prior game week, I'm pretty sure. Uh, or, no, a goal, right? Against Norwich. Um, yeah. I would have to double check that. But, anyways, I've been playing a 4 3 3 formation with KDB, Raz, Sterling, and um, Mane. And it's been fine. But again, we, we, we'll probably talk about it again. This pod, Sterling and actually even the Ginger Prince has have been kind of disappointing of late. And I just need more help in the midfield. Pulisic has had fantastic underlying stats. My only concern was his playing time. But I, I decided to go for it. And Martial was going to be my second choice. And it would have been fantastic to bring him in for Cantwell. I would have benched um, TAA or Chilwell. Honestly, I, I didn't make the decision, so I can't say who I would have benched. Had it been Chilwell, it wouldn't have made a difference. Um, I would have come out even and taken a hit. Had it been TAA, I would have had a better game week. Hmm. But yeah. All right, well. You win some, you lose some. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to be too mad about it. A little frustrated, but you know, you, it's, it's a, it's a always a difficult call to take a hit because you have to calculate not only the minus four into your players' returns, which is obvious, but you also have to consider like who you're replacing and is that right. gonna, you know, like right. if you take take Martial in and your midfielder scores, you know, then it's not worth it. Then you're actually hurting right. your team. Maybe not in the long run, but at least for that first week. Yeah, people constantly on and I've ranted about this before, but people constantly online will be like, Oh, I took a minus four and my guy scored eight points, so I'm plus four. Like, no, you also have to factor in the points that the player that you would have had would have scored for you. Uh, whoa, what happened over there? Something um, my wife's trying to make as much noise as possible. Classic wives, <laughs> am I right? Classic. <laughs> she rang my the, wife was... the dinner bell for our, our guests. Oh, that was nice. My wife actually was sewing uh, and she stopped because it was so loud, the sewing oh. machine. Yeah. Well. I don't know what year it is, but but that's what my <laughs> wife does. She sews. It's much more relaxing than banging gongs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I get all wound up about the hit thing um, because people clearly don't understand how that calculation takes place. And then you could actually go on to argue, you know, the extrapolation of that minus four, like into the next game week or the next couple game weeks, right? Mm -hmm. um, if yeah. you really wanted to to truly evaluate, was that the right move or not? People, I think, are much much too singular in terms of their their thought process about how points and how transfers work in this game. Um, anyways, uh, Kenny McDowell wrote in that he wants to do a little Jake diss. Um, and it's just this guy singing a song about olives. Uh, I think due to your obsession with olives. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. It's called The Guy Who Sings Your Name Over and Over. Okay. I'm going to play it. Olive, olive, olive. How do you like it? I like that. Is that a diss or is this supposed to get me more excited for the pod? Jake sucks. <laughs> I think I'm going to go grab some olives for the rest of this pod or maybe at the halftime break, you know? Jake sucks. <laughs> go guzzle some olives, Jake. And choke yeah, I mean, on I feel them. Like, yeah. Whoa, oh. you said that part, man. <laughs> Although it's way funnier if we add that to it. That's a good job by you. Yeah, you know, sometimes. I mean, there's like, there's the joke of us, you know, making fun of you. Mm -hmm. But then you choking and dying is, is a good laugh as well. Yeah. I mean, I would hope that I wouldn't die from it, but what? 
whatever. Oh, it's more of just like a choke, and then you're you're better. Yeah, like asphyxiate for like a brief moment, but not like too long. <laughs> yeah, not long enough for brain damage. Occur, <laughs> yeah, to occur. yeah. I mean, who knows? It might make me a better FPL player, but we'll see. <laughs> to be determined. A little more, a little more brain dead. A little yeah. better at FPL. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we've got a bunch of questions. Uh, we'll talk our moves and captain picks. We have a lot of random questions this week as well, Jake, so we'll have to get into those for some fun. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the second half of the pod. Quick shout for the Patreon. We had a new member, uh, Matt, joining last week. We really appreciate it. Now the top of the PSL Super League, one of the uh, many benefits you get from throwing your money at us uh bobby love wrote in and, and reminded us when do we get our dive t-shirts so patreon members that were were members for a couple months here uh, are going to be getting some dive shirts uh, around the holiday season season bobby so about a month from now we'll be sending them out um looking forward to uh getting those out to people uh if you join the the psl level you will qualify for that as well uh so we're excited to send those jake uh, are you hoping to get some real hot picks of people in their t-shirts back? Yeah, I'm hoping. That's definitely going to make my holiday season much better. Why are you such a creep? I don't didn't think that was creepy, but whatever. I didn't like the way you said it though, you know? Okay. Sorry. Where you were well, like I want some of them real hot picks from me. Send them over. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> Uh, I didn't think I said it like that, but maybe I did. I'm going to have to That's how everyone from Jacksonville sounds, Jake, every time they talk. So, wife, yeah, that's what you sound like. <laughs> my wife said it was pretty sexual, so. Yeah, Damn. yeah. Send me some of them pictures, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, you know, make it, make it less sexual. Send me a picture with, like, your favorite <laughs> holiday pastime, you know, whether it's drinking a peppermint mocha from Starbucks or, you know, sitting around the christmas tree or the menorah or the kwanzaa oh i don't oh know boy. this is going downhill really fast <laughs> is it a wreath <laughs> you know whatever it is just send in a picture you know send me some of them pictures of y'all drinking that eggnog all right yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna move on. <laughs> that was jake it wasn't me jake said it weird okay i can't wait for that to happen uh Let's get into the game week, Jake. Um, obviously, you know, asterisk next to all this. Uh, we've got the international break here this weekend. Most teams are playing uh, th- uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then like a Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday before players go and return back to their clubs. Um, of course, the the usual antics are in play here with a number of big names already pulling out um, of the of their their respected international teams. I think my favorite one is certainly the Ster- the Sterling story, uh, who apparently had a bust up with Joe Gomez in training on the first day with England and uh, has now, I believe, been sent home uh, from from training, which is a great way to get out of international duty. Pep at it again. Uh, Pulisic, of course, pulling out as well, um, kind of his standard thing, saying that he cares about the U.S. and loves the team, uh, and then uh, almost never performing uh, for them or at a high level for them, which is, a, um, as usual, very appreciated by the U.S. national team fans. Let's get into this, Jake. Wilson wrote in, uh, City not looking super sharp, clearly, after the, the result this weekend. Does that make it less risky uh, to transfer in Chelsea players? like Puyasik or Tamori ahead of their fixture. Uh, and I think that that uh, FPL Stevo brings up this great point. I stole this tweet from him, saw it on, on Twitter, uh, said uh, nearly all of the stats on mids in the last four show Puyasik uh, top of, of the league despite playing only 270 out of the 360 minutes in the last four game weeks. Uh, t- he's top in total shots, shots in the box, shots on target, penalty box touches, and expected goals. So what do you think, Jake? Um, is, is it is it risky right now to bring a Chelsea player like him in, or is this exactly the time to do it? Uh, I think somewhere in between. I don't, I don't know if I would bring... Definitely not Tamori away from home. I don't, I don't right. think Chelsea have the defense to keep a clean against Man City. Uh, Pulisic a little bit different, but I would hold and do it the week after because Man City just tend to destroy teams after they get beat. 
Um, they beat Watford eight to zero, which I'm, I mean, Watford is nowhere near um, the the talent of Chelsea. But I just don't like it away from home. I, I just see, like, if you want a Chelsea player, now's the time to bank a transfer. And if you have two, just use it on someone else. That's my yeah, I, I have to agree. And I, I actually had the exact same thought process to that question where City tend to, after not so great results, whether that be in the Cup, in Champions League, in the league, whatever, come back in destroy mode uh, the next week. At least that's what it seems like. I don't have any data to back that up, but that is what it seems like. Pep must get them going a bit. And, and uh, you know, we know obviously the quality that that team has. You know, the Liverpool game could have been, of course, they didn't look super sharp, uh, but there were moments in the game where they were very good. Uh, City lost the game exactly the reason or the way that we thought they would. They didn't defend well enough. Uh, they committed bodies forward and they weren't able to recover in behind the ball uh, and were playing back, uh, facing their own goal, right, with balls being swung in behind. And, um, you know, of course, there were the, the handball incidences, right, that, that could have completely changed the complexion of the match. And so I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh, they're they're really off. They're they're not sharp right now. I think they're going to be just fine. And in fact, I I like them probably against Chelsea uh, in general. I, I don't know that Frank is necessarily going to set that Chelsea team up to sit back and, and bunker it in. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that match plays out. Wilson also asked, uh, how much will it take for Jake to take a minus 80? Well, you know, a couple drinks and you never know couple sips of that eggnog yeah uh Uh, fpl virgin wrote in is having money and sala a secret weapon in fpl uh and it's an interesting question you and i talked a little bit about it last week uh a lot of managers on sterling right now could just make that straight swap and go right over to money um if they already have sala for example you know, the, the fixtures look pretty good, Jake. Uh, is it something that if you had your team set up correctly that you'd be considering? It makes me really nervous, and my gut answer is no. Uh, here's the reason. Liverpool, besides their first game week when they scored four at home against Norwich, by far one of the, if not the worst teams in the EPL, they've never scored more than three goals. I do think that, of course, Mane and Salah are, are the most likely two to get a goal in a game. You know, like they both scored this past week against a really fantastic team. But they struggled against Villa away from home. Um, they've tied Manchester United away from home recently. Their fixtures definitely get better and it's a big risk. But then the question becomes, who are you captaining? Does that become an issue? And everyone else is doing so fantastic in the midfield. You know, like Maddo outscored Sala, Martial outscored Sala. I think the money's better spent elsewhere. Yeah, I, I have to agree at the moment, at least. Uh, it, it does seem like a sneaky pick, like when you think about it. But, but I think when you dig into it a little bit more, I agree with you. There's not... To me, there's not enough goals there for Liverpool. And there's other midfielders that are a little bit cheaper, that uh, or a lot bit cheaper, that are going to produce similar in this run of fixtures. Yeah, and, and uh, Mane, so, and sorry, not to cut you off, even though I did. Well, you um, did. You, yeah, because so that's a weird, like, that's a weird saying in general, right? <laughs> not to cut you off, but I'm going to anyways. Not a big fan of what just happened. I'm well, be I thought, okay, I thought you were done, but yeah. but Mane and Salah never. Oh wait, com- Jake, not to cut you off, not to cut you off, but you're an idiot. Okay, well, what I was going to say is nah, that not to cut you off, but 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 you smell bad. <sighs> uh, all right, we can move on. Oh, all right, I'm gosh, I'm gonna say it. Not to cut you off, but send me them pictures of that eggnog. <laughs> Got it. Uh, All right, go ahead. I'll let you speak now. Mane and Salah never tend to combine, is what I was gonna say. Yeah, hundred percent. It's so one you, guy or the other. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna get like the assist goal combination that you would with like a Mato and Vardy or you know Martial and Rashford. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's a really actually that's a great point. Um, not to cut you off, but really it is yeah, uh, quite a good yeah. point. 
Uh, FPL Virgin also writes in, after the Liverpool game, Palace have an incredible fixture run, but which of their players, if any, should you target? Uh, I think it's a good question. Um, obviously, uh, Crystal Palace ha- had started uh, the season decently, just in terms of like results. Um, they've got a, a nice fixture run. So 14 is Burnley, then Bournemouth, Watford, Brighton, Newcastle, West Ham, Southampton, and Norwich. That brings us through to game week 21. In 13 here, we have Liverpool. Um, are there any players that are on that squad that you're interested in um, or players that you would you would possibly bring in, Jake, for this run? Uh, I think... A defender is like all I would really consider just based on my team. I guess IU has been consistently playing and has gotten a goal and some bonus points here and there, but I just don't really feel the need to bring him in right now. Uh, So I'm kind of a stay away. Yeah, I guess part of it is that the underlying stats are pretty tough for the attacking players. Um you know, IU's expected goals are, are at about 3.3, and he has four goals right now. So he's performing just about as expected, um, only at, you know, two shots per 90. We know know that Roy's teams in general uh, are not necessarily offensive powerhouses. I do agree with you, though, that there's a, there's a chance that, like, a, a defender could be good. Obviously, Kelly's attractive at the price, but, you know, has been kind of put out of the side now. Uh, Ward... <coughs> Oh, excuse me. Uh, Ward picked up a little groin injury in the last match, and I'm not sure on the status of him. He came off, I think, in like right before halftime. And so, you know, he's a player that that I'd be interested in. But again, uh, you know, we just don't know the injury status. So, you know, I think uh, I think to to FPL Virgin's point, um, definitely a team to keep an eye on. Obviously, you're not bringing them in this week going into Liverpool, but maybe keep an eye on somebody in that back line going forward from there. Fair? Fair. Yeah, and on that same note, then Native American Drake wrote in, is it a good time to bring in Zaha for the great run of fixtures? Um, And and the answer is no, right? I mean, are we on the same page with that? There's players in that price range that uh, are performing much, much better. I watched him play this weekend. I mean, he looks like an absolute just shell of himself. Um, Yeah. I know that, I know Chelsea are a good team, don't get me wrong, but... You know, the old Zaha used to at least cause some trouble for those back lines and, and take players on and dive all over the place. And he hasn't done any of that this year. No, he's like the most broken player and has been probably the biggest disappointment um, kind of in that mid-price range. You know, I thought he would have a decent season and I agree. I would complete stay away. Yeah. Uh, he also, um, Native American Drake also asked about Danny Ings. Do you have any thoughts on him? I mean, you have him on your team. Yeah, I mean, the, the main reason I didn't get rid of him this week um, is because I just expect him to score goals these next few weeks. He has away Arsenal, home Watford, home Norwich, away Newcastle, home West Ham, away Villa. Like, that's about as good of yeah. a run as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and... You know, Southampton are bad, but if anyone's going to score for that team, it's going to be Ings. He has five goals, one assist, and he's on penalties. So I'm just going to – I'm going to wait it out. There's other things I need to do with my team. Yeah, and he's only coming in at six right now, right, for a mm-hmm. price. So he's a great, like, third striker option for a lot of teams. Still kind of in that low range, but but not, you know, maybe up into the sevens where it's taking away from your midfield. Yeah, I mean, he's he's – number 11 overall the season on um you know points for forward so and he's the cheapest of all those players so i don't see why he's not in the consideration unless you're just worried about injuries which he always tends to get that's that's a fair concern uh, jamie dodd writes in it's been eight games since trent has had double digit scores uh, isn't it about time we all wake up and smell the coffee and realize the hall isn't coming yeah. uh it's interesting. Do you have you have Trent right on your team? Yeah, it's just been I've had other things to deal with. 
if it was a perfect world, I probably would have switched Trent to Rabo um, after Trent's pretty spectacular start to the season um, because things just tend to balance out. But in his first three game weeks, he had three assists. And you yeah. know, since then, he's had one. Like, that's the player he is. He gets assists for that team. Um, the, the problem is they're not getting any clean sheets, and now Rabo is getting the assists. So I don't know how many Rabo has, but he's got to have four or five now. Um I just don't think now's the time to get rid of them with their fixture run coming up. Um, you know, so now they have one, two, three, four, five cleanable games in a row and against bad teams where he's more likely to get attacking returns. He's averaging 3.5 key passes per 90. Yeah. That's really, really high. Yeah. I, I mean, I just, if you look at, yeah, look at the other starters on their team. Uh, the next closest is Mane at 2.13 key passes per 90. Yeah, and he's on uh, set, I think that, set pieces, so he can get right, a goal that's, here one, there. that's one of the reasons, right? That's yeah. one of the reasons that he's on the set pieces because he's just, you know, or, or one of the reasons he has all the key passes because he's on set pieces. Uh, I'm going to hold. I think that the fixtures are coming up are, are good. I think that he's going to get an assist or, or one or two assists in the next few games. Uh, the question just becomes, does he get that clean sheet? That's really what we need out of him is that clean sheet mm-hmm. and then an assist as well. Yeah, um, I mean, well, we'll, we'll talk about this, but... I, if I could pick, I'd have Rabo and Trent and then just Mane coming up or, or Salah. I, again, I think it's pretty equal between those two. Um, but yeah, I, I think Rabo and Trent on your team could make a big difference because a lot of people have gotten rid of that by now. Yeah. Uh, Lewis writes in, currently winning League Dive. Uh, what should holders of the Burnley boys uh, think about moving to? Uh, any actual 4.5s to consider or just try to get back to that Liverpool defense? Uh, Burnley does have a, a tough run of fixtures coming up, don't they, Jake? They've got, well, okay. Watford away, Crystal Palace home, City home, Tottenham away, Newcastle home. I mean, not ridiculous, but then going into the Christmas period in game weeks 20 through 25, United home, Villa home, Chelsea away, Leicester home, United away, Arsenal home. You know, kind of a, they've just, and they've just been okay, right? Like throughout the yeah. year here. Um, you know, that said, like, Pope does have four clean sheets in 12 matches. That's not terrible, right? That's pretty good, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I I would be thinking about moving kind of the attackers more so than I still think Pope is, is a viable goalkeeper. Um, unless, you know, you... I don't know who you really look to. There's nobody else really that's at 4.7 or below that I really, really like with great fixtures coming up. Um, do you feel like you need to move those guys? I I agree with you that the attacking players would be the ones I'd be wanting to get out. Um, I don't see any great transfer with a goalkeeper at this time. I, I honestly would have to take a pretty good look into it. Um, but I just don't think Ryan and Ramsdale are necessarily that much better. Schmeichel is now second, um, but you're going to have to pay a little bit more for him. Um, And Leicester, I think, are defensively pretty stout and have a good run of fixtures, but they have so so much more to offer. Um, So I just don't like that either. So, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do with Pope. I mean, if you have defenders, sure, you could probably find someone else that that may get you more points it's just again you're taking a transfer away it might just be better to hide that player on the bench yeah. uh garf writes in there's no doubt arsenal have been bobbins and then he puts in parentheses that means crap appreciate that garf because i would not have known it's as if to say jake is a piece of bobbins yeah everything jake says on this podcast is bobbins maybe well, we should just call it jakins jakins what I don't understand the English language or slang. Yeah, they suck. Yeah. The things they say are pretty ridiculous. It's just who decided that's what that should mean? It doesn't make sense. It's a bunch of bobbins is what it is. (laughs) It's a bunch of bobbins. Yeah. Uh, But with a run of four good game weeks, is Abba about to haul again? I don't know, maybe, but I'm not really interested in pursuing him. Are you, Jake? (laughs) That's probably the best answer. I think you'd honestly maybe be doing yourself more of a favor and going with Lacazette as a differential Why? for Why so? less. I, I just think, you know, he's back, he's healthy. Um, he d- tends to have 
pretty good, you know, underlying fixtures he should have scored this week against Leicester. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, save save some money, but no, I I stay away from both. He certainly so Lacazette certainly uh, shoot. Did you? I don't know if you knew this. He shoots the ball quite a bit more than mm-hmm. Aubameyang does. Uh, Four point one nine shots per ninety to Aubameyang's two point seven. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of agree with you. Maybe a little bit of a differential pick if you really want to go Arsenal and also a player that, um, you know, can can, can score at, at the same clip um, as Aubameyang. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Go I, ahead. Not to cut you off, but go ahead. Well, Not to I cut just, you off. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, what is that team? Like, what do you do? I mean, they just don't have any of the right players, so you're you play those guys and you're like are they going to get chances are is people going to be able to provide the ball to Lacazette or Aubameyang I, I just there's just no even if they play bad teams like I just I, it's a stay away from me oh. uh this is an important question so I think we should spend a couple minutes on it um Neil Rice writes in uh to Sterling or not to Sterling that is the question I think it's a play on Shakespeare, just saying. Do we continue to suffer the slings and arrows of Pep Roulette and low points for big price? Oakwell wrote in, I've got a question. How the fuck did Sterling not score? Rockstar writes in, need to sell one of KDB and Sterling for Mane or Salah. Who would you sell? Uh, so, yeah, the Sterling issue is uh, is certainly causing some, some trouble for people. Um, you know, Sterling now has had... Uh, let's see, like it hasn't really returned much. No, so so blanks in the last two game weeks, a goal against Villa, an assist against Crystal Palace, and a blank against Wolves. So uh, in the last five game weeks, one goal, one assist, and a bunch of goose eggs. Uh, I mean, what do you, you've, have you moved Sterling already, Jake? Yeah, I moved him down to Pulisic this last week, which is what gave me all the money in the bank. You know, I'm scared. I do get scared about it. But I think the interesting thing, and you watch the game, but to me, I've been reading about his positioning a little bit more. And subjectively, I think he's been playing on the wing. I haven't looked at heat maps, which I need to do, um, which seems really risky because I've already gotten rid of him. So now I'm kind of screwed. But he just hasn't been the same player that he's been in the past and i feel that other players are fulfilling his role whether it be like uh dilva or coon um he just doesn't tend to get as many fantastic chances you know interestingly he had the most touches in the box this past week against liverpool 17 um and the next closest was kdb with seven the two players we're talking about yet he had one big chance KDB had zero. Uh, KDB had one attempt in the box. Raz had three. Uh, you know, I just don't want to pay that price, and I'm not going to be captaining him in his next run of fixtures. You know, Chelsea's not a great fixture. Um, who else do they have after that? Do they have, like, Spurs or... It, it, you know, it just is like... I don't like either of them. I think I'd actually get rid of KDB if I had the choice, but then that becomes the question is, are you captaining Sterling because he's 12 and you're holding on to him where KDB costs less? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to hold on to my city assets. I, I think it's just way too dangerous to dump them, and part of me gets kind of excited by – the fact that a lot of people in the FPL community are moving them, uh, especially given my rank. Here, um, here's my question, though. Wouldn't you rather just have Dilva by right now? Yeah, so that's what I was about to say. You, you uh, once again have cut me off <laughs> before I could even finish my thoughts. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So, what I, I you know, I said I want to hold my city assets. Okay, that doesn't necessarily mean keeping Sterling. Um, you know, given his current form and the way he's playing, uh, I tend to lean maybe towards someone like like David Silva for quite a bit less, and then using those funds elsewhere on the pitch. Um, and so Silva, uh, you know, I know that his minutes sometimes are limited, but you know, Bernardo Silva is gonna is is suspended finally for his racism for one whole match. Very good. Uh, and then you know, I think that Dilva is gonna will continue to get minutes here, and so. I wonder if maybe he's a short-term route or a way to go. Um, and the reason for that is because of what you just said, Jake. 
I don't know that I captain Sterling over, let's say, Salah in any of the next, I don't know, like five game weeks. And so the question becomes, do you want to spend $12 million for a player that you're not going to captain for five game weeks in a row? Probably not. Um, although I may captain him against Arsenal because they're mm-hmm. bobbins, to say the least. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm in game week 15 when they're like City are against Burnley away, but uh, Liverpool have Everton at home. That's the only other week that you could maybe consider it. Yeah, because that tends to be a low scoring affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, FPL Geek wrote in with everyone wanting to sell Mount. Has his stats changed drastically over the last weeks? Um, so I guess the question is, is it reasonable to be, to be moving Mount or selling him? I still have Mount on my team. Uh, you do not Jake. Um, what a lot of people have done is they've moved, uh, Mount to, to Christian Pulisic. Um, the difference in the two players, if we look statistically, uh, Mount at 2.83 shots, Christian at three, uh, both of them at the same, basically the same key passes per 90 at just about two. Uh, they both have almost the exact same expected goals, almost the exact same expected assists. Uh, the difference is that Pulisic has done it in roughly half the amount of minutes. Um, and if you look at kind of the way that the two players play, a little eye test evaluation here, um, Christian is just incredibly direct. Every time he gets the ball, he just puts his head down, fucks off all of his teammates, and goes and tries to bang goals. It's hashtag the American way. Uh, Whereas Mount actually tries to play real football and combine with other players and press really well and win the ball back in dangerous areas and and be a good team player. It is funny watching this last (laughs) weekend, the Chelsea match, um, how upset. Uh, Christian Pulisic's Chelsea teammates get with him when he consistently tries to take guys on and loses the ball. Uh, I couldn't, I was laughing almost the way Mount would throw his hands up in the air and Tammy would throw his head back uh, and all the players were like pissed at him. Um, But it's just kind of his style of play and I think Frank Lampard has come to come to like it. Um, And so that makes him to me a, a not, I don't like him much as a footballer, but a great fantasy asset. Uh, because we want players in this game that are incredibly selfish, uh, hashtag American way players. Okay. You yeah. think so too, Jake? What do you think? Yeah, I, I disagree. I mean, what do you disagree about? Go ahead. I what do you disagree, disagree about? that you're, you're saying he's not a fantastic team player because, you know, his chances created three were equal to the chances created that Mount created three. Um, yeah, Mount created one big chance, but if I was playing in the center of the pitch, I would hopefully create more big chances than a winger. Pulisic had space. He took it. He created the most chances in the game. He was the most dangerous player throughout the 80 minutes that he played. Tammy didn't do much at all um, as a center forward because he couldn't get around Cahill. I just, I disagree with you. I just think Mount's more of like a, a lateral passer. He's not very good at making direct place in he gets most of his chances on goal from like long shots which again that's not fantastic we know that that's why players like mountain Mado don't score goals as frequently no, but that's i'm that's what i'm saying jake i'm saying that Pulisic is a better fpl pick yeah but i i don't like that you feel he's a selfish player i he's still a piece think- of shit well, what about the, the, the goal he scores where he plays a ball in perfectly to um, Batshuayi who gets a great shot off and then he finishes the goal off a rebound? Like, that wasn't a good pass. Like, he passes the ball quite well. His underlying stats suggest that he passes the ball quite well. So I just don't think he's selfish. I think he's a better dribbler and takes guys on more. Hmm. We can agree to disagree that I hate Christian Pulisic. Yeah, you can hate him. I just, I hate him. We'll move on. Moving on. Not to cut you off, but I hate him. You just hate that he doesn't play. He has a pretend hip injury and he's not going to play for the USA. Fine. Then that's what I hate about him. Yeah, just admit it. Okay, whatever. I hate him. Go to therapy about it. You know, Jake, the fact that you keep joking about therapy, not liking it. I wasn't joking. I mean, I feel like you have such deep hatred for him. You should work it out. Maybe I will, Jake. Maybe I will. Uh, <laughs> we've got two more questions. Uh, Boardman writes in, is it viable to double up on Sheffield United defense? Uh, we talked about that last week, right, Jake? Mm-hmm. And we said, what did we say? We said maybe, but the prices aren't aren't perfect. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's unreasonable after game week 14. They go Newcastle, Norwich, Villa, Brighton, Watford. It, it's a it's an interesting thing to consider. Yeah. And then 2.1 wrote up up until the Christmas fixtures. What is the cheapest bench you could be comfortable with if you wanted to maximize value on the pitch? I, you know, I, I'm going to still go with kind of the way I've got it set up, right? Like I will literally go with the cheapest picks possible on my bench. Uh, and my current setup, I don't know what yours is, Jake, but I've got, um, if you look like at my, at my team, I've got a 4.0 goalkeeper, a uh, 4.4 midfielder, 4.4 striker, and a 4.5 defender uh, on my bench. So I will continue to kind of play that game with guys that just get me, um, you know, one or two points if I need them absolutely for subs. Yeah, I I agree. We had this conversation last year. I can remember it pretty vividly that we always talk about paying a little bit more for your bench player or people always have the question about paying a little bit more for bench players during the Christmas time. And interestingly, it seems like for the most part, guys don't get rested as much anymore. Um, I remember we were really concerned about like Liverpool. It just seems like it's a, it's a coach dependent thing. So like city, yes, they get rested, but Klopp doesn't tend to rest his players very much. It really does come down to the way managers decide to use their players in other competitions, mm-hmm. right? So, like, Pool and even City, to some extent, tend to use, like, secondary players in some of the, the other cup matches. You know, and then Champions League, obviously, are, they're playing their first teams. And so, it just kind of depends on the way that those fixtures layer out and how managers pick their guys. But, yeah, generally speaking, we found last year that players were playing First team players were playing relatively consistently uh, through the holiday season. Um, okay, so captain shouts, Jake, for 13. Um, Thomas writes in, captaincy looks like a, a ball ache for this game week 13. Palace away is a bit of a, a is it a bodgy, bodgy fixture for Liverpool, Leicester away at Brighton and City, our home to Chelsea, who now have a Conte back. Who are you looking at? Bogey? Do you, did you mean to say bogey fixture? I don't know. Bogey or bogey? <laughs> I don't bougie? Know. Bougie. It's um, a bougie fixture. I'm just going to keep riding Vardy until he drinks too much port wine and, you know, keels over. No, that's that's a reason to captain him even more. <laughs> yeah, he just does the port wine and maybe other drugs and just scores goals. I, like Brighton, uh, Webster's injured. I think Dunk is now injured. You know, yeah, Vardy. he's listed. I think he'll be fine, but he's listed. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see. Um, I like the way Leicester have been playing, and I think Brighton have been playing the worst. I don't think a Liverpool captain shout is terrible. I just don't know if it's going to be Salah or Mane. My guess is actually Mane would be better because of the way like Pool's backline people don't. Yeah, or excuse me, I, uh, Palace's backline. They don't yep. tend to get players behind them. I agree. So, um. Do you have plans for the game week yet? I mean, you said you might make a move today. Yeah, I mean, I need to get rid of Cantwell. Um, I'm going to probably hold Gwendozy uh, just because he plays every game um, and less likely to drop in point um, or excuse me, less likely to drop in price. I'm a little bit torn and I'm interested. No one talked about the mid-priced midfielders specifically, like who to go for. So I'm between Maddo and Martial. Um, and I don't, you know, maybe you want to take a, you know, your opinions on it. Tell us what Martial. you think. And what's the, what's the thought behind it? I just think he has a higher ceiling. Okay. I mean, interestingly, I looked at it a little bit. So this last game week, uh, Martial had an XGI or goal involvement in total of 0.38, where Rashford had a goal involvement of two. Um, Martial had. Three, You're talking about Rashford or Matto? Uh, this is Martial compared to Rashford. Oh, yes. okay. So, I mean, Matto's another interesting player, and I, I have a little bit on him, but. Um, you know, Rashford's been the better player when Martial's on the pitch. I mean, I, I like the fact that Martial had two assists, but his underlying stats are never that fantastic. And I don't know if it's just... Well, I shouldn't say that. His underlying stats are good. Um, 
but I just don't know. He he tends to create like one big chance a game. I feel, and he can take it. Like he he does well. Um, I just don't know if he's worth the extra price. Where like Maddo tends to be humming along. He didn't have a big chance created this last game week, but again, got a goal, um, has a ton of assist potential, and tends to get bonus points. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either, Jay. It's, it's tricky. Uh, but it if is. anyone wants to give their opinions on that, I would be interested as well. I'm, I'm torn between the two, but I know it's Cantwell that's going off for me, no longer to be on the team. Yeah, probably a good move. I haven't decided what I'm doing yet. Still have two transfers. I'm going to wait till the international break's done to even start thinking about it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online, DiveFPL.com. Again, we'll be posting an article on there uh, today. Download our pod on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you can find podcasts. Jake, a couple random questions to finish up the pod. FPL Virgin writes in, Marco, what is Jake's best quality and worst quality? Jake, what is Marco's best and worst quality? Jake, uh, your best quality is your empathy. Your worst quality is your obsessiveness. Okay, your turn. Hmm. Um, I would say your best quality is, um, my well-endowed masculinity. <laughs> no, that's not what I was going to say. But that's also my worst quality. Am I right? Y- yeah. I was going to say your, you know. Good lucks. Why, why, why do you keep interrupting me? Um, not to your, interrupt. Your, your caring, like you're always there. You're very, um. What's the word? Loyal. Loyal is a good word. Is um, that your wife that had to yell that word from yeah, the background? Yeah, well, I'm not very good at English, so I apologize. You know, yeah, like, no. I had it I had it in my mind. I just couldn't think of, like, a good word for it. What's my worst quality? I'm really excited to hear this one. You're kind of pejorative. Oh, good word. Hurtful, but good word. Yeah. Which is like, it's funny, you know, it works, but you know, sometimes it cuts deep. So I have to go to therapy for that. So you're Bobbins is what you are. Uh, Bobby Love, would you rather have toes for fingers or or be Jake Siamese twin? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, I'd rather be Jake Siamese, Jake Siamese twin. twin. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really... I, did, I didn't think you were going to say that. It'd be hilarious. To be with you for every moment of your life. Yeah, just... actually, now that I think about it, I'd rather you had toes for fingers. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. FPL Queen, if there were no consequences for a day, what would you do? I mean, I would probably rob a billion banks and then, you know, just live lavishly. I mean, the other option is we get more, um, you know, Patreons, but. Yeah. That already seems there, easier. Already so. rich. <laughs> Desperately seeking to do sign. If you were a mer person, would you rather have the top half of a fish and the bottom <laughs> half of a man or the top half of a man and the bottom half of a fish? That's an easy one for me. I'd rather have the top top half of a man, bottom half of a fish, like the traditional mer person. I wasn't sure what you were going to answer there. I would agree with you. I thought I Why? literally. Why thought were you not sure? <laughs> just I wasn't sure. I had no idea. I <laughs> uh, just imagine uh, you like walking around with like a a bowl of water on your head, like <laughs> just try to stay alive. Yeah, we just like as a giant fish head. Yeah. Yeah, those were good questions this week. I love a good love a good rando question to end the pod. Uh, let's get out of here, Jake. Um, hope everybody enjoys the pod. Make sure to check out uh, our article that we'll post. It'll be on our website, divefpl.com, and also on our Twitter, uh, divefpl. Uh, uh, let's get out of here, Jake. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. Dive.